This one is going to probably be called The Opinion Show, <laughs> or also subtitled We're Nerds, But We Hate Nerds, because we're about <laughs> to uh, make some enemies on this one, I think. And opinionated to me? Yeah, talk, talk opinionated to me. I think that's going to be it. <laughs> um, all new episode. It is whatever day of the week. It, it is... Um, uh, it'll be what the thirteenth, fifteenth when this one airs. I don't know the fourteenth because they're going up on Thursdays now. I don't know when Thursday just became our day, but uh, um, eleven one four one nine will be the day that this one goes live. We're recording it on the thirteenth, though. Uh, I know um, illusion shattered. It's like Mysterio, <laughs> and you saw the little drones that we have that we're projecting a podcast that we're making. I don't know. So. We are uh, one nerd short this week. Obi John has elected not to be here because he is uh, trying to avoid my victory lap speech. Because over uh, this past weekend, and I warned everybody about it last week, and you know, if you don't believe me when I tell you these things, you're doomed to not finish first so last week i spent some a little bit of time telling everybody uh that i was uh, that i had the formula figured out for fantasy movie league and everybody laughed it off everybody was ha ah, ha yeah right uh, we'll see what happens this week <laughs> listen I'm just going to say this, and I mean this with absolutely no disrespect to Julian or to Scott, who have, in their time playing Fantasy Movie League, achieved the perfect cineplex. I have. I was the first one. You were the first. You were the very first one to achieve the perfect cineplex using the near limitless combinations of 15 movies to fill eight screens and spend your thousand cinebucks. You have, you, you, uh, you achieved greatness. You touched greatness and, 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 uh, managed to get a perfect cineplex. Also commander Scott as well found his way to a perfect cineplex. And, uh, but this weekend, this past weekend, history was made because me, Captain Chris, for the second time in our league, achieved a perfect cineplex. And I want to take this opportunity to thank every single person who believed in me and supported me in this. And that name, me? That, 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 list, that list has only one name on it, and that's me. 
me, I was going to say zero people. Yeah, no, I don't want to thank no, anyone. No, there is only one person who believed in me, and that person is <laughs> sitting behind this microphone right now that I'm speaking into, and it's me. Because, as I told you guys, there are many ways to define greatness. Superstar athletes, genius scientists, international <laughs> captains of industry. And I can't help but think when I pull up my smartphone, also designed by people who are channeled with greatness, and I pull open the Fantasy Movie League app, and I pull up the Talk Nerdy to Me League from last week, and I see a perfect Cineplex next to my name. I don't think I've ever been angrier than that, <laughs> that one week. No, no, not even the week where I got $6 million. The, the, the one week where I got, where I had a perfect Cineplex on. Yeah, I feel great. Yeah. I feel awesome. Yeah. I was in first place. I was, and I mean, it was a commanding lead. Mm -hmm. Then on like Sunday, it notifies me that the numbers are up and I've dropped to fourth. Yeah. <laughs> because Fantasy Movie League is a fickle mistress. She's hard to tame. <laughs> She's hard to tame. But boys, let me tell you something. Looking, looking at the app, looking at that perfect Cineplex next to the aptly named the Cineplex to beat next to my name. I can't help but feel the greatness running through my body. And I can only wish, I can only wish that sometime, someday, in some Fantasy Movie League weekend that you feel the same. And Oh, I will. I will again. <laughs> and enjoy, much like every other NFL team except for the New England Patriots, enjoy playing for second place. <laughs> All the rest of you. And if you would also like to be taunted, if you would like to be fresh meat for the Cineplex to beat, stay tuned because next week... We will be posting the, the link to join our league because it resets, uh, and I will no longer have the commanding lead. I will, um, uh, I will have to start again from zero and beat everybody again the hard way. Um, it's okay. It'll happen. Uh, I, I will be the first three-time three champ, and then I'm going to be unbearable, just so you know. Um, as opposed to normal. I know, as opposed to right now, where it, it's it's sort of <laughs> it's still not bearable. Uh, we'll, we'll be posting the actual link where you can click and join the league along with the password, so you can join in uh, and give me new opponents to destroy. Because I'm kind of getting bored pummeling on everybody else. That was my that was my heel mode. Uh, that was my heel mode, <sighs> and. And uh, uh, it's uh, I'm just the only thing that makes me sad about this victory lap is that coward Obi John is not here to take his beating <laughs> like a man. He's not here to get to, to 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 be here in attendance and give me the applause that I so richly deserve. <laughs> but anyway, so oh shit, right? Uh, speaking. Of um, speaking of my my heel my heel promo, uh, I, I want to just really quickly shift gears and talk about uh, just for a few minutes because I know people some people don't like it when um, when we talk pro wrestling, 
But if I could be afforded just a, a couple minutes, because uh, I have two different prongs of this uh, this discussion. Because number one, if you've if you've listened to the show or you've talked to me, you know that I've kind of soured on pro wrestling in its current form. And something happened this week that you might think has changed my mind. And uh, whatever am I speaking about? Well, let's go to the tape. History-making moments in WWE. Make us all fans. So I think it's time that we start doing some of our own right here in WWE backstage. You guys in? Yeah, what are we doing? In three, two, one. My boy, dear friend, CM Punk, making his uh, return to WWE programming, in a way, on uh, WWE Backstage on Fox Sports 1, uh, almost ruined by the terrible commentary. It's as simple as this. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the culture. I'll see you here next week. So, there you have it. Uh, You would think that uh, my boy, CM Punk returning, would be a huge moment for me uh, and might almost bring me back into the fold. Poor production value aside of that segment, if you've seen the segment, um, I'm going I'm to find a way to complain. But I'm super excited that he's back, and I'm going to watch his segments of WWE backstage because, like, I'm I'm a huge, as I said in my uh, my text to you guys about my fantasy movie league victory lap, uh, always a CM Punk guy. Uh, had the had the uh, honor and distinct privilege of talking to him about uh, Girl on the Third Floor uh, in a what was a really really fun interview that unfortunately you guys uh, listeners of this show will never hear. Uh, but you know, fun time, uh, really really good time. Uh, but the uh, I'm against WWE backstage just as a show in general, as a concept, as a whatever. But I have discovered the uh, the only parallel that makes sense to me for the current state of professional wrestling and why I'm so why I have fallen out of love with the world of pro wrestling. And this was actually a uh, a parallel that was first brought to my attention not too long ago from former WCW television champion and WCW cruiserweight champion and dear friend of the show, the Disco Inferno. I already knew that's where you were going with this. Did you, did you, have you seen what he said? No, I haven't. Okay. But as soon as you said former WCW television champion, <laughs> I was like, okay. Disco it's Inferno. Disco. Who has said that uh, he relates pro wrestling to pornography. And he says, of course he does. Well, he, he, and, he, and he says, you know, there, there's a lot of different uh, d- different subgenres of, of porn. And he relates the current situation or, or the, uh, the current landscape of pro wrestling to, uh, he, 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 he calls it the, uh, the niche subgenre of porn of prego porn. 
And he says, you know, back in the 90s, the Attitude Era, as as it's commonly called, when wrestling was popular and mainstream and, you know, you weren't like kind of ashamed to 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 admit that you watched it um it was like you know it, it was like mainstream regular hardcore porn right and, like vivid yeah yeah like like brass okay. whatever something like that yeah and so oh, well Pornhub's everything yeah 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 Pornhub has it all uh so he's like now he, he says now um it's 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 devolved into this like one niche like especially if you look at fans who uh, after every single spot no matter what it is will just chant this is awesome or somebody like um, you know bounces off the ropes wrong and they chant you fucked up or like it's all about chants and it's not about you know nobody just cheers and boos anymore everybody has to have a chant and it's become so like if you look through the crowd, like in the '90s, you looked through the crowd, and there was like everybody. There was all demographics. There were young people. There were old people. There were families. There were men, women, you know, teenagers, everything, young adults. And now it's um, it's it's a very 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 narrow demographic that is super into wrestling. And he says it's kind of like. You know, when wrestling's on TV, like when AEW and NXT are on, on, and uh, someone calls you and is like, "Hey, man, there's there, there's there's porn on TV," and you're like, "Oh shit, nice, there's porn. Like, I'm going to turn it on. There's going to be, you know, like people kissing, whatever. There's going to be people doing it. There's going to be maybe there's two girls kissing. It's going to be great." And then you turn it on, you're like, well, I mean, I, it, it technically it's porn, but like she's pregnant, and that's weird. That's not a thing for me. Like. It's just this weird subgenre that has now become the like a thi- that like it's become representative of everything. And I was like, shit, that's a pretty good parallel. And you can pick, uh, you I, can pick any subgenre. Like it doesn't have to be what he well, says. And here's but. here's my only argument uh, against Disco Inferno. Maybe don't take advice and references from a guy who's booking for impact. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> and I just like right now, right now, it's just like I watch wrestling. I watch professional wrestling and I can watch AEW. I can watch impact. I can watch NXT. I can watch raw SmackDown. Like it does not matter. It's just not entertaining to me. It's not, it's not made for me like i have finally realized that professional wrestling in its current state is not made for me a 35 year old male like i do not feel like your and, and here's why i say that is like i a a storyline where the, the, like the, the the one of your featured storylines is a, in 2019 is a cuck storyline with Rusev, Bobby Lashley, and Lana, which nobody's believing. Do you do, does have you ever heard anybody call their boyfriend or girlfriend by their first and last name? Really? But when Lana <laughs> when Lana says my boyfriend Bobby Lashley, like. No one, no one fucking thinks that's real. Like, yeah, uh, that's dumb as shit. And uh, he like, I, 
so fucking dumb. It's it's awful. It, it's it's writing down to your audience the the always ch- like the the changing up week. Like it's just it's stupid. Like it's it's not written for me as a guy who as as somebody who you know I, I remember watching. You know, WrestleMania 4, WrestleMania 5, WrestleMania 6. Like, I watched all of these happen live as a kid. I remember loving the Rockers, Demolition, you know, late 80s, 90s. Wrestling was, like, my thing. And it's not made for old school fans anymore. Like it's if, if you enjoyed wrestling in the eighties and nineties, today's wrestling is just not for you. And I never, ever thought two years ago, I was a 1000% in the, uh, on team Joey Ryan in the Joey Ryan versus Jim Cornette fight. And I was like, Jim Cornette, you're you're dumb shit. Like you're you're so out of touch with everything, and like your opinion is just dumb. I don't agree with it. And now I'm like, shit, he was right all along. And I just didn't see it. And I uh, next time he's at a convention, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk up to him and I'm gonna tell him that. And I'll apologize for being dumb. And I don't think that's a good example because, like, the the Ryan storyline and gimmick and everything had a very quick expiration date. And I still don't know why or how he's doing it five years after it. Yeah. It's just, it's, it blows my mind. Like, the, you know, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, pulling a tampon out and shoving it into someone's face. That's not pro wrestling. Like you can try and defend it all you want. It's not pro wrestling. Like that's not wrestling. Um, you know, I just, it's just, it's not, it's, it's not, uh, it's something that entertains me or interests me. Um, and you know, in, in 1993, I can tell you exactly when. Royal Rumble 1993 is when the f- the first time I I kind of realized that wrestling was not for me, and it took me until 1996 to come back around. Late 96, early 97. It took me until then to come back. I've uh, I can't tell you the last time I watched more than three minutes of a WWE program because it just, whenever I turn it on, it's something that just does not interest me. And then I turn the channel. Uh, And I just, I feel like now is the time where I just need to take another extended break. I'll go see uh, in, uh, in just uh, a little under two weeks, I will be in Louisville to go meet uh, WWE superstar legend uh, Dave Batista and have him sign my WWE pop. But ask how big his dick is. I'm going to ask him. I'm going to tell him that my buddy CM Punk told me that he would tell me. I'm going to be like, man, Punk told me to ask you 
and that you would tell me how big your dick is. Like, I'm going to try it. And then he's going to Batista bomb me through a damn table, but it's going to be worth it. Um, It'd be awesome. But I just, like, it is It is just one of those things where it's like I have fallen out of love with professional wrestling, and maybe it's because there are not any characters that I can, I, I feel a connection to besides Johnny Gargano, who's out. Um, but there's nobody that I'm like, man, that's my guy. Like, that is my guy. It was, at one point it was Shawn Michaels, at one point it was CM Punk, and now it's like there's nobody that's like, that's my guy. So, you know, maybe that's it. Your boy, uh, Johnny Wrestling will be back within, like, all they they basically just said that he's missing the pay-per-views. I can probably go three or four weeks. Uh, I just, I really don't know who they're going to put, who that fourth person on there be now. I don't know, but, uh, but yeah, it's just like, and and that, um, um, that is like that revelation, hearing that comparison of like, it's like right now it's like a subgenre of porn that you're just not into. And I'm like, damn, that's right. Because like at its core, I'm going to continue this parallel at its core. I like porn. Just this kind of porn is not my kind. It's not of even porn. at its core. At face value, <laughs> I like porn. For the purposes of this comparison, I'm like, man, I like porn. I just, I do not like the kind of porn that they got right now. It's like for this comparison, no, no other reason do you like porn. It's like, it's like I'm on page 14 of Pornhub recommendations, and it's like this is the one where it's it's, it's POV and they're eating you. Like it's like so I'm that, not. That's into where it. they keep the good stuff. Like I'm not. I'm not into this. Yeah, I always hit the next five pages button. This time. <laughs> it's like yeah. it doesn't get any better. It yeah, just, I don't even take my pants edge. off till I'm on page eighteen. It just does not get better the further you get in. And weird. It's it's super weird. I just it's not it's not a thing that's good. So yeah, I just like I just like it. It, it finally dawned on me. I'm like, yeah, it's just not. A thing. It's just not a thing that I'm that I'm like that's that I feels like it's for me anymore. I mean that's fair. I took like a twenty. I was like the Eagles. I took like a twenty year vacation from wrestling, <laughs> and only recently got into it. You know what? Like two years ago, I think I bought main. I bought the the the, the network just to watch Mania, and then I just kept it. Um, but I mean, I've gotten. I'm like sixty percent in, because I'm like. The fiend could be cool, but he's kind of a bitch. Like Seth Rollins is a dork. Some, but uh, like I like NXT better than anything. Um, I love War Games. I love the whole scenario. Rhea Ripley, fucking Adam Cole. Those are like my two. And uh, <coughs> if you're gonna do it, do it right. Yeah, you got to say it right. Yeah, Adam yeah, Cole, baby. There That's it is. There it is. Fat ass Adam Cole breaking chairs left and right. Um, I get it. I'm like 60% in. I never watch, I never get to watch, you know, the main card shows. I never watch uh, Raw or SmackDown because I don't have cable. I just read about them on like Bleacher Report and like whatever that asshole is that grades them. I read those. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, cool. Meltzer. I guess that makes sense. No, I don't even think it's Meltzer. I think it's, I, I read a little bit of Meltzer, but it's, it's whoever's on Bleacher Report that gets oh, okay, grades. Bleacher Report. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
it'll pop up and like, oh yeah, these matches are graded, blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of cool. But I watch all the pay-per-views and I'm definitely going to watch this weekend, even though I'll be out of town, but I'm definitely going to watch NXT, but I'm like 60% in, like, I don't watch it enough to really care. And well, I think I miss all. They're next weekend. They're not this weekend. Either one. Um, about the bullshit like i never see the dumb shit like like rusev and bobby lashley and all that shit like i just don't care i get to skip all that and i just get to see like the big marquee matchups on the pay-per-view and i think maybe that works for me better that i only i'm only in like 60 percent yeah that so i'm not helps. disappointed on a weekly or almost <laughs> nightly event i'm just like yeah i watch it every once in a while and that's kind of interesting so it is where you're very limited on your exposure might be a a good thing. I feel like a fucking therapist. I don't know why I'm talking like that. No, it's good. I like it. I, I appreciate. It. I need somebody to to talk me off the ledge. I think. <laughs> but dude, I'm 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 there with you, man. Because I for that fucking whatever that was in Louisville for that weekend, and Travis was there, and we were, it was just so funny hearing him bitch and moan about Vince McMahon. And then I saw the Seth Rollins Fiend first matchup at Hell in a Cell. I'm like, God damn, he's he's right. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's really like. Uh, a monkey with a keyboard wrote this. So yeah, it's, it's fucking weird, man. Like I grew up, you know, I've watched it for years too. I was all about, I was a Hulkamaniac. I was eating my vitamins and saying prayers and all that shit. And I grew up and attitude error. And then I just, right after like the attitude era, like I just quit watching. I don't know what happened. I just stopped almost like 17 years later, started watching it again and kind of fell back in love with NXT more than anything. I'm like the other end of the spectrum. Like I'm kind of one foot in, one foot out. So I feel you. No, that it, it's just yeah. It uh, I just uh, I I guess I need to find uh, other things to enjoy. Like I 100 percent agree with you though. Like cuck storylines are the worst. They're lazy. They're stupid. Like I I didn't care. Macho man. I didn't care about, you know, uh, edge and Vicky Guerrero. I don't fucking care about any of these stupid fucking fake ass relationships on TV. Like I just, I don't give a fuck. Like I want to see two badass dudes or two badass chicks or dudes fighting chicks. I don't care. I just want to see fucking cool ass matches. I, I really don't give a shit about the. Oh, I'm fucking this guy and this guy's f- like fucking this dude and this guy has a mustache this week and yeah. you're not allowed to wear white because you're the, the heel or some bullshit. I'm mean, like, I just don't fucking care. Like, put on good matches. I don't give a fuck about your bullshit ass stories. Just go out there. It's almost like MMA, but like, just go out there and fucking do a suplex, do a double cross body block, do a fucking yeah. cool power slam. Like, that's why I love Randy Orton. He doesn't do a lot of dumb shit like he used to. Like, when he used to make out with Stacey Keebler, then RKO her, even yeah. though that was yeah. fucking cool. <laughs> like, just fucking come out there, put on a great match, and then disappear, and then RKO somebody randomly two weeks later. I don't, that's, I, I've always loved Randy Orton for just being, you know, not giving a fuck. Or at least he seems like he does. He wants everybody to touch his dick and yep. get RKO'd, and that's awesome. You don't want to. You, 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 we should you, all be so lucky, right? Exactly. You don't want me going to tell the boss, do you? You too, you you big leaguing Randy Orton. You don't want to shake his hand. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Freddie Prince Jr. You piece of shit. <laughs> oh shit, Freddie Prince. Uh, so yeah, that's just my uh, my real quick why I fell out of love with wrestling, and we might. Um, you know, uh, when the next time Shawn Michaels shows up, I'll probably watch. And 
Um, for bitching about things, um, can, can I can can I have the floor to sure to bitch about more things? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Actually, it's it's not even it's not even wrestling. Um, I hate people, and I hate when things I don't want to go well for shitty people go well for oh, shitty people. Oh no, here we go. Um, the, the internet won something recently, <sighs> and it was this whole thing about getting Sonic redesigned. Yeah, that's true. It did happen, and it, it did happen. And it's it's one of those things where now you know they re-release the new trailer, and it looks more like the OG Sonic. And yay! But here's the thing. None of the people that were bitching about Sonic the Hedgehog were ever, ever going to fucking go see Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, I, I will. The internet now. Uh, I disagree, but continue. Actually, hold on. No, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you had so many people who just signed that petition bullshit. Like, I, I will go as far as to say... It will not change the box office numbers by more than five million. You okay, redid all of this work and all that shit, and it's going to make a almost difference in how much money that movie is going to make. Again, I disagree, but continue. Because <laughs> I just don't think anyone's going to care. Like, I think it'll have the opposite. Well, if they change. I think. Yeah. All right. So in all in the honor of transparency, I didn't give a fuck about that movie. I I saw Jim Carrey was in. I'm like, oh, God, fuck. He's so insane that I just don't care, even if he's playing Dr. Robotic and he's probably going to be awesome. I just didn't care because Sonic's a property I haven't cared about in 20 fucking years. Like I bought a Sega. I knew about Sonic. Like the last Sonic I played was like the Sonic pinball game, which was actually fucking awesome. Sonic spinball. Yes. Yeah, man. That's what's up. Level pretty Yeah, yeah. So I love that game. But when it came out, I knew, you know, I knew about Sonic. I, I had a pretty, you know, it was a big part of my childhood. I knew about it. I had an affinity for the character. I didn't read the comics or any of the whatever fe- weird porn versions they made. Actually, I didn't. That's a lie. Yeah, but, don't don't lie to the people. <laughs> lie to yourself you while you want. Thirty-seven you, or something. Don't you yeah, dare lie to them. About it. <laughs> but. When I saw the the first uh, design, character design, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, the shoes were stupid. Like, his hands were just white instead of having gloves. His eyes were weird. The teeth. Can we talk about the teeth? The teeth were fucking weird, yeah. I was like, why are you trying to make him look like a a real hedgehog instead of the character Sonic Hedgehog? And so that's why I was like, what the fuck is going on? So then when all these nerds, you know, started raging and making all these memes and stuff, I'm like, this is actually pretty funny. I kind of understand what's going on. It's funny to me. I'm never going to go see this movie, so fuck it. But then when the studio said, hey, we, we understand, we've heard the feedback, we're going to change the character design, I was like, continue. So I just let them roll. And then that trailer came out, and I'll be goddamned if this movie doesn't look 10 times better than it did <laughs> the original, like, teaser trailer. And I'll be honest. Probably go see this movie now because of the character redesign. Just because, not only because the studio listened, but because they actually made it look like fucking Sonic the Hedgehog, and it looks like a fun movie now. Before it was just like this is like a turd they're pumping out. It's like one of those 
<laughs> Bollywood movies with Spider-Man and one and Supergirl in the same fucking movie, which makes no sense. Fucking ripoff. Instead of Happy Feet, it's like Frozen Penguin Feet or some bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's all the movies you get in Afghanistan for like, like two dollars. Silly Feet. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is this? It actually looks kind of okay now. Like I'll give them, you know, eight bucks on a random Tuesday afternoon. Like it just, I really think they. They were going to bomb. They were going to lose every fucking penny they put out. But now I think they actually have a chance of breaking even. Maybe. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to win any awards. I'm not going to say it's going to fucking beat Endgame for box office gross or anything. But it, it's going to do better than it would have originally. I think this was a, a smart decision. And just for... I know they're going to set it up for a sequel because you're going to have Tails and Knuckles and all those other fuckheads come in out of nowhere. But... <laughs> It's just, it was a smart move. I really think it was a smart move. And no matter what it costs, if it costs another $10 million, they will make that. I guarantee they will make more than they originally would have. No fucking way. It's $20 million. No fucking chance. I will bet you a fucking multi or a variety pack of White Claws that that motherfucker makes money. It turns a profit. It'll turn a profit, but I'm just saying, like, What's the fucking budget for the movie? Like twenty bucks? <laughs> well, now, now it's James more. Pot, now it's, it's more like, because they had to go back and redo everything. I mean, yeah. James Martin's James Marsden's Coke and Hookers was like eighty bucks. So <laughs> that's probably true. That's the page. There's the rest of the probably page. Probably not a lie. In dollars, Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they're spending a lot of money on million. It. I don't know if that's the original or the updated budget, but yeah, that's just looks so much better. It really does, and I mean, in the whole. Hold on, I'm gonna make the real comparison here because we were talking about weird porn earlier. Oh, God. The Sonic from the original trailer looks like someone like looks like it, it. Sonic from the video games banged a human, and that's what came out. Um, Little kid dressed up as Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Or if Sonic, if they put a hedge like a blue, like a hedgehog, a can of blue spray paint, and a six-year-old in the fly teleporter, and then that's what came out the other end. What kind of precedent does this set now? And I'm with you guys. It looks better. It does. I will probably have an edible and go see it. Ha! But but, <laughs> but here's the thing. I believe like, that we're we're now at this. Stupid precedent where if you bitch enough because you don't like the way something looks or the way something goes, then, well, this studio listened to us. Why won't you? I mean, isn't that what happened? Kind of. that, that's what's happening with Ghostbusters. Like, enough well, fucking people bitched about the other one that Jason Ryan was like, okay, I'll do it right this that's time. That's what should have happened with the uh, 2016 Ghostbusters, but uh, uh, no, they had to. Stay steadfast with their. Well, it, it, you're right. It does. It does bring up a question, and we talked about sort of uh, talked about it either last week or the week before or something about um, sometime recently uh, when you know at what point do you listen to fans and make adjustments versus do you stay the course to prevent a box office flop and. You know, this is a great example of, 
you know, there were, there were people clamoring for rewrite game of Thrones or do something different with game of Thrones season eight. And, you know, that kind of went nowhere. Most of these fan movements are more like fan bowel movements and go nowhere. But this one actually got a lot of traction and maybe it was because, you know, it's going to be, it's designed to be a tentpole movie. So when you release a trailer and it gets such negative reaction right off, you know, maybe you need to, to pivot. Maybe it was because with things like the 2016 Ghostbusters, for some reason there were champions uh, and people saying, well, no, it's going to be good. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And people saying, oh, it's great. It's great. Um, you notice with like when there was backlash, uh, Sony busted out the checkbook and got Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson to say that it looked good and the movie was going to be good. Uh, nobody did that with Sonic. They were just like, yeah, my bad. We're going to fix that. Sorry that he had, <laughs> sorry that he had weird fucking human teeth. Like, I don't know what that was about. Sorry. Uh, so maybe it was just the studio just, you know, instead of trying to play, you know, the, they just try and play devil's advocate. They were just kind of like, yeah, you're right. My bad. We're going to fix it. But it does ask that question of, you know, we, we do kind of live in an era of entitlement where it's, I'm not happy unless whatever's being made is exactly how I want it. And that's hashtag not my whatever, um, because it's not exactly how I want it. And instead of just ignoring it and not supporting it, I'm going to be very, very outspoken against it. And so it does, it does kind of, um, you know, ask the question of, does this set a precedent? Does this, um, you know, is the, is this a, the, the first of several things to come where there's going to be fan backlash that results in, okay, never mind, our bad, our bad, where, where they walk it back and it becomes, you know, we got to make all these changes to appease the fans. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I think we've, we've already experienced it a little bit with like Bumblebee. Like I think they they went back to what made the Transformers cool, and they went to the back to the original the Volkswagen design. Like it was it was simple, it was effective, it was it made for a great movie. It had um, John Cena in it. I mean, it said his name on the screen, but I never saw him. Yeah, I don't know where he it was, was at. Empty. Yeah, there was an empty. Boom. It was weird. <laughs> but I mean, it it, it kind of it begs the question: like, who are who are these people making these movies for? Like, are they making them just to? fucking make them or are they making them for the fans who are actually going to come out and spend the money. The guys bitching about star Wars and bitching about ghostbusters and stuff like that. But I mean, and on a video game or a property that's as established as Sonic, cause Sonic's one of the best selling video games of all time. It's like they've sold stupid amounts cause there's been like 500 different variations. So they've made a fuck ton of money. So why would you go and shit on vision of it? I mean, and again, I don't think it's setting a precedent because look at the two G.I. Joe movies. If you look at Snake Eyes, he had that weird mannequin mouth, like the fleshlight mouth in the first one. But then he they <laughs> redefined it and he actually looked like Snake Eyes in the second one. The movie was still dog shit. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. 
it looked the way he was supposed to. And the fans were appeased. So, I mean, I take it with a grain of salt. I don't think it's going to, it's not going to be this wave of backlash and the fans are going to get everything they want. But I do think it, it's a step in the right direction to where studios listen to the fans. That's the reason they put out these teaser trailers to, to garner discussions about it and get feedback and determine whether or not they, they want to move forward or they want to can it or if they need to make any, you know, change in the course direction. Because obviously I, I still stand by that this is going to be work in their favor. And I think if more studios would listen to them, listen to the fans, listen to the people that are spending their money movies, they'd be a little bit better off instead of them, you know, jamming art and this director's vision and some fucking producer or some fucking executive, his thoughts on why, you know, Deadpool's mouth should be sewed shut. Like, it just doesn't make any fucking sense a lot of times. So if they listen to the people that enjoy the properties and they're going to spend the money, they're probably going to make more money in the long run. Well, and, and at what point do you do you consider it real legitimate feedback versus just fans bitching about? It? Like, I'll give you an example. Disney Plus came out this week, and you cannot convince me that the Walt Disney Corporation does not have a weather control machine because they re- they signups for Disney Plus came out the same day basically everybody had a snow day uh so you cannot convince me that they don't have a machine that can control the weather and keep people inside but one of the big complaints because even even a service as good as disney plus um, has complaints where uh, star wars in a new hope they added in a line in the han solo greedo uh shooting scene and so people up in arms uh, about uh, that's not my Star Wars and why do they keep editing stuff. Like at what point is it actually constructive fan feedback from people that in some cases arguably know more about the properties than the people making them, uh, which sounds weird, but you know, in some cases it's true, uh, versus just straight up, just whiny bitching. So I'm glad you brought that up because I read about that and I was hoping we'd get to talk about that either, you know, off the air or now I'm here for you, man. I know (laughs) it just, I'm going to decide again on the air of the fans this time because pitched when everything and re-released the special editions and he added in the weird fucking Greedo shooting and Han's neck snapping to the right and fucking missing and like he becomes Gumby and his fucking head moves out of the way and it's just fucking weird. It doesn't make sense. Let's thing about uh, or one of the cooler things about Han Solo is he was a fucking badass. He shot this fucking dude before he even drew his pistol before without him shooting at him first. He just said, fuck it. I'm gonna go ahead and kill him. That's awesome. That's what I want in a fucking space smuggler or a pirate or a whatever you want. I want a fucking badass. So that made sense to me. But why in the fuck do you have him shoot at the same time? And now you have fucking Greedo scream malarkey. Yeah. And then fucking yep, that's about what Han, they still shoot at the same time. Like it, it, it makes no fucking sense. It, it just keeps getting dumber and dumber. I don't know what the fuck they're trying to achieve by adding this extra bullshit in. It's almost like Rod Geiger or whatever his name is, but it's almost like some retarded cousin of somebody that works at Disney, like got in there and started fucking with her. Like, yeah, this makes sense. Like who in the fuck thinks this is a good idea. But just like you said, 
it's a bunch of fucking idiots that are maybe like 19, 20, 21 years old, that these digital effects guys that are just being told to like, hey, throw this sound in, move his head to the right, and put two blasters going off at the same time. Like, they don't know any better because you got this fucking asshole in a suit telling them to do it. And I, I don't understand how they're making any money. Why in the fuck would you make that decision? Why? It was bad enough. And then you make it worse. Like, it's unbelievable. Make one of the most iconic scenes in all of cinema worse. You're just beating a dead fucking horse. You're stupid. You should not own the property, but you do. And you're just fucking it up. You're making awesome stuff like The Mandalorian. Like, everybody's talking about how great that is. I haven't seen it yet, but everybody's talking about this fucking we've... We took a left turn with Han Solo because nobody cared and everybody hates, you know... um, Wars movies because it's social justice bullshit and nobody really cares about the Skywalker saga anymore. But then you bring out the Mandalorian and it's taking us, it's putting us back on course. And it almost feels like the same fucking thing. Like on one side, you're not listening to fans because you're adding malarkey into a fucking Greedo shooting scene. But then you make something awesome like the Mandalorian where we're reexamining a whole nother fucking aspect. And, you know, we're going to see the Mandalorians. We might see the Mandalorian war. We might see more about, you know, Django and Boba Fett. And all this. You've got the, the possibilities are endless and it can be so awesome because you listen to fans, but then you, you fucking had a stroke and, and I just don't get it. I don't understand who's making these decisions. Well, it, I think I had a stroke and I just kept talking. So. <laughs> no, it's a, uh, <laughs> um, uh, fucking it, blow. It makes <sighs> Steps forward, I got high uh, cholesterol. Well, my blood pressure is good, but I got high cholesterol, and this fucking shit is going—it's going to stroke me out one of these days. I'm just going to sit there watching. Don't let that happen. Don't let that happen. Star Wars, and I'm just going to fucking freak out. I'm just going to pull Michael Douglas and walk into a Burger King with a fucking oh, machine God. gun. I want breakfast. <laughs> Give me breakfast. It's just God damn, good movie too. Yeah, that's a solid yeah. movie. Movie's awesome. But that's another thing that they re-edited. Falling Down was one of the greatest movies of all time if they had left it alone. But then they added in the little quip at the end. Like, his sister was like, oh, yeah, he's always had, you know, a history of mental illness, blah, blah, blah. Oh, motherfucker, that was the whole goddamn point was that he's driven to the very edge and you pushed him over it. And this is what happens when a white-collar guy snaps and loses his mind. It's not because he's like, oh, dude, to do, I've been eating crayons my whole life and putting stuff up my butt. No you to this. It's not because you were mentally ill. It's because you were pushed to make these bad decisions. You just fucking ruined it. Because traffic is a bitch. It's true. Is I fucking it. hate traffic. Yeah. Traffic sucks. Uh, no, it's... Uh, yeah, they lo- that movie really only loses me um, when he gets to the uh, the surplus store. And then it gets just like super awkward for a little while, and then I'm kind of out. We're the same, you and me. We're the same. Nah, like it gets it gets a little awkward. But up until then, and some boots and a jacket. Won't you shut the fuck up, you Nazi? Yeah. Doesn't he shoot that guy anyways? So. Uh, I think he's. Does he stab him? Or no, he shoots him. Yeah. Um, it makes up for it. I mean, Coron would be happy. He kills a Nazi, so yeah, I mean, true. Yeah. If if it, the end result is one more dead Nazi, I mean, I'm fine with it. Amen to that. Fucking end. Like, I mean, I'm yeah. I'm cool with it if it means just you know, there's one less Nazi in the world. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like um, yeah. I uh, I just I, I 
I love that movie. Uh, it's a fantastic movie. And, um, but no, like it, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I see your point of, um, like, it's just like, you know, it is sometimes the most outspoken fans. And I use that with air quotes, uh, can be the most destructive to the brand. Like for instance, I'll give you another example. Uh, I'll give you a real life example of somebody that I know, uh, who like literally they, um, they bitched about Disney plus for two reasons. Number one, that a new hope scene switch and, uh, that the selection of avatars did not have the character they wanted. And so they were like, why did I even sign up for this? Um, what the fuck are they? What? So that's, a th- um, there are people, but, uh, also, you know, they will say that they are, um, a huge fan of, you know, star Wars and, or whatever. Um, and proclaim that, you know, they're, they're a true, true star Wars fan because they've only ever seen, uh, the original trilogy and the prequels and they will not watch any of the new stuff because, um, Disney star Wars are not real star Wars movies. So, but those I are guess, whoever said that's a fucking moron. But those are the Let's people. Those are the people right. that. Uh, uh, those are the people that will uh, that will be outspoken on social media or on um, you know and address the companies with their. You need to have it this way because this is this is bad and and blah 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 and you know are they influencing change that the rest of us who are like. Yeah, that's not really what I wanted, but like, whatever, it's theirs to do with what they wish. You know, are we, are they shaping our, our end result and products? Algae of, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Like, yeah. the people who bitch and moan about stuff are the people that effectively create change. But, it's such an it's such an outpouring of disgust for for a character design like Sonic, like when it's universally panned about how That's terrible true. it is. Like it's it's the worst thing. I mean, life is pretty. These are all first world problems. Let's just go ahead and call yeah. that. Oh, one thousand percent. Yeah. The character design of Sonic does not affect you know my bottom line at all. If I see it cool, if I don't, I really don't give a fuck. It's not going to affect my life at all. Yeah, the 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 line I always use, where it's like, if the biggest complaint, the biggest, if the biggest complaint you have in your life is the fact that they changed a line in Star Wars, you don't like how Sonic looks. I am fucking jealous of your life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're fucking sitting pretty. <laughs> you're doing all you know? right. I mean, but I mean, it's this is where. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I can put an exact number, but I would say like a million people. But I mean, if you if if I signed up a petition that I wanted to change, I don't know, like the title. I wanted, I wanted fucking George Lucas to fuck himself with a dildo on television for what he did to star Wars. I might get, you know, a couple hundred fucking signatures, but when you sign a petition and it gets like 
like this movie like that are interested in this movie that's generating buzz about this movie that you kind of got to start listening to them like even with petitions you have to have what 250,000 signatures before the white house will even acknowledge it like if it's something political so i mean you have to have a significant amount of people participate in an event like this so had that many people respond and meme and trash it on reddit and talk about how this wasn't their sonic and the nightmare fuel it created by the little kid morphing into a fucking hedgehog it's just it was so disturbing and it was so impactful that it was showing up and you know and then i, I think you have to make an adjustment like because you can't just keep pumping out dumb shit like i don't know the new doom movie that was so goddamn awful that me and john argued about it i didn't know there was even a new doom movie until you guys talked about it i heard about it because I heard about it because they made a big stink because it was a doomed girl this time instead of a doomed guy. Fucking cares. What is even happening? Again, if that's the biggest problem you have, I am so jealous of your life. Yeah. Like, if this was high art, if this was, you know, like Capote or the Godfather, I mean, the Godfather's stupid, but I mean, Capote or one of these other movies that came out in the last 15 years that won all these awards and all these other shit, and I'm just like, Okay, I can understand why the director of the studio was like, yeah, once you shut the fuck up, we know more than you do. But when you're putting out, like, literally a kid's Direct movie. Direct video Doom movie? Yeah, or that. Or, you know, even Dora the Explorer. Like, you kind of want to listen to your fans because what's the point of putting it out if, you know, you're not going to be able to create a sequel? You know, all these movies that, you know, crash and burn and don't make sequels because they're obviously set up for sequels. If they'd listened to the fans, maybe a little bit more, kind of like Sonic, they may have, you know, extended their run a little bit. But, I mean, it's just, it's so hit or miss. I think they flipped the coin, and they got lucky. I think it'll work out in their favor. I'm not going to say it's going to work every time, because, as we say, every fucking week, nerds are stupid. Yep. Um, nerds are just There's fickle. no other way to say it. Nerds are dumb. We hate them. Sometimes, every once in a while, I mean, a blind squirrel finds a nut, man. Every once in a while, they get it right. This is the one time I'll agree with the the sniveling, snotty, glass filled fuck, or the glasses wearing nerds that have never touched a boob. I like I'll agree with them about Sonic. Fair enough. Uh, it's just, yeah, I I I don't know. I I think it just you know we we are entitled, and if it's not exactly how you know you would do it, then you hate it. And, you know, it also doesn't help that we are, we're in an age where we're blessed with more content than we could ever watch. And so, you know, you do have the option of, if you don't like something, there's 50,000 other movies and shows that you can consume instead. And so we're real quick to write stuff off. If there's something that we don't like that we're just, well, well, screw it. I'm not going to worry about that. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't care about, you know, cause Sonic looks really weird and has human teeth. So I'm just going to watch the Sonic cartoon that's voiced by Urkel. Like it's fine because like there's plenty of other content. Like Disney plus has all the gargoyles cartoons. So I'm just going to watch those. Like you, you have so many options. Now you almost have too many options that it's so much easier to write stuff off and just say, forget it. Because there's a million other things that you can watch instead. 
but instead you want to go on Twitter and bitch about it. Well, I think it's also, like you said, there's so much to absorb. There's so much content that we can spend our money on or use or like waste our time on or whatever that I don't know. It just feels like a lot of these fucking dorks just wanted to feel some kind of enlightenment by somehow affecting some sort of change in the world. They can't do anything about getting laid. They can't do anything about getting a better job. They can't do anything about, you know, their back knee, but by God, they can get ah. on Reddit. They can make a meme. They can fucking voice their opinion. And maybe this is the time. Maybe this is the one time their voice gets heard. Everybody wants a win. Everybody needs a win every once in a while. Like, so, <laughs> by God, Fuck. by God, you're some. You're a keyboard warrior. You won. You of all, <laughs> all the wrist braces and the fucking Ritalin and the Red Bulls and the shitting in a bucket, <laughs> Warcraft. Like it finally paid off, man. Congratulations. Riddle and uh, Red Bull. All right, man. They, you know what? You made a great point on Twitter. They don't care about your raging scoliosis. Way to go. <laughs> yeah, you, psori- you have psoriasis, so you wear a hoodie in the summer, but <laughs> God damn it, your you sure $8 showed- meant something today. You sure showed them about Sonic's human teeth. And this, I just love it. I love that we fucking take time out of our busy lives and busy schedules to sit here and fucking bitch about wrestling and Star Wars and Sonic the goddamn hedgehog. Well, yeah, if we don't, who else will? Exactly. Nobody. Somebody will. They fucking billion dollar fucking property. It's amazing. um, Yeah, it's. Fans are power to the people. Though. Fuck yeah. Fans. Uh, no, if no. only people cared about, you know, I don't know, politics or hygiene or, you know, exercise as much as don't they even, cared about what fucking Sonic looks like. Don't even get me started about how the fact that people will wait in line for hours to get a friggin chicken sandwich, but won't go vote. I don't even want to. <laughs> I don't even want to get down that road because that just pisses me off that you have a line of people that will wait three hours for a damn spicy chicken sandwich from Popeye's but when you say oh yeah man you gotta go vote and it takes about half an hour they're like oh it's way too inconvenient I'm just gonna let whoever win that's how Matt Bevin stays in office you dickholes <laughs> that's what happens but uh, fans and that's the thing is fans are weird like fans are are super fickle and are really weird and you know, they'll sit there and they'll bitch and they'll start these really dumb petitions and they'll do, they'll complain on Twitter all day, every day, and on Reddit and everywhere. Like, they'll, they'll be super negative, but then they'll turn around and they'll do really fun, creative stuff, like the non weird fan fiction, but also some really super cool fan films. It's true. And like, there's one that you may have heard of, uh, Michael Myers versus Ghostbusters. That uh, is just a top <laughs> stuff of legend, top notch fan film. That speaking of fans that let you down, the talk nerdy to me fans did not get enough likes or shares uh, in the month of October to see Michael Myers versus Ghostbusters. But at some point, maybe, maybe there will be another contest that that we'll be able to. 
you know, to, well, to once they reach, you know, level 33 and donate over a thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars to the fund, like the Scientologists, then yeah, we'll let them see it. Ooh, yeah. Then you get on like what, like, like rung five of the talk nerdy to me ladder. <laughs> yeah, that's the shit. Uh, but much, all you got to do is like buy me a beer and show Cora on your boobs. Even if you're a guy, just show Cora on your nipples and mm-hmm. you'll get to see it. Well, what do they do? You showed up with a full pack of white claw for us and you were in like Flynn, baby. What do they do for me, though? Like, that's good for you guys, but that doesn't do much for they'll, me if you get. They'll show you their feet. Their feet? Feet, Dude, man. I'm not really with a, into feet. It's a midget though. and a Sam's Club box of Pop Tarts. What Ooh, would we do? Yeah. There it is. Like, there listen, is. all I'm saying is okay, here's, here's my question for you. Have you guys ever, um, like, accidentally sat down on your TV remote control? And you're like, oh, shit, like, oh, that's a remote control. Do you think that's the same feeling as when a midget fists you? (laughs) Um, I've seen some midget with some big-ass hands, though. Oh, yeah. Or is it a dwarf? Oh, What's the difference? Does a dwarf have midget? Yeah. Dwarfs are like the old-timey people with the battle axes. Um, (laughs) Like, along with mages and shit. Now, I'm just talking, like, straight up, like, 2019 midget. Like, do you think if a midget just puts their fist in your butt, like, do you think that's the same as when you accidentally sit down on your TV remote on the couch? <laughs> I just wanted to let that simmer for a second and uh, and just, just ask. But, uh, no, like, for, for, as many, for as many awful uh, toxic fans... As there are sometimes, there are very, very cool fans that will take their love of a franchise or a property and turn it into a fan film. And, uh, you know, one of one of the properties that um, that is really, really good about it is Friday the 13th. And especially right now where the rights are all like in limbo, who knows who has the rights right now. Um, Right now it's, it's like tied up in court. And so people are taking advantage of that. Uh, Never hike alone. Uh, I was going to say, if you have other ones, I need you to text me names because good God, I enjoyed the fuck out of never hike alone. I'll text you like 10 of them that are really, really good. Uh, I'm because Friday the 13th stuff is really, really Friday the 13th. Vengeance has a uh, CJ Graham, who was Jason from part six and our dear friend, uh, Steve dash, um, in it. Uh, it's a Friday, you know, uh, fuck you. He's famous. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Everybody. He is famous. You bald fuck. Um, <laughs> and, and so, um, you know, Friday, people are, we are right now, currently, as we speak, in the longest stretch between Friday the 13th films. And fans, instead of just letting the studio, the studios and the rights holders battle it out, they are taking it upon themselves to create really, really fun, worthwhile fan film content. And, you know, for a while, uh, Ghostbusters had a, a really big fan film uh, community and you know there, there's been a few nightmare on elm street um fan films that have been really good uh a few months ago i was home on a friday night like either no one was available or something 
And I ended up just deciding I couldn't find a movie or anything I wanted to watch. So I ended up just watching a shit ton of like fan film stuff on YouTube. Yeah. Shockingly good amount of like DC fan film stuff. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I found like a, uh, it was like a six part mini series thing that someone did about Nightwing. That was excellent. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, especially with as technology is getting better, as like home editing suites are getting better, and consumer camcorders and your phone. Like my phone shoots in 4K video, so I mean quality is just getting so much better, and it's so much easier to produce. Uh, and just you know, you you can film something, you can shoot something in a weekend, and, and put it together, and it's it's actually pretty good quality. So you're seeing more and more really good stuff come out, which is awesome because, um, you know, most of the time the fans will do things that the studios and the, the actual rights holders will not do. Uh, you know, there are some really, really creative fans out there and, you know, it, it is fun to see where they take characters. And I also really enjoy when, properties will not shut down fan films like star trek and paramount are notorious for if you have any kind of star trek fan film like you're gonna get a cease and desist letter it's pretty much guaranteed i think a lot of them now as long as you don't like seeing the videos on youtube and stuff i think a lot of them just don't care anymore Anything to get your, like, and I don't understand why Star Trek and Paramount would be against it. It's literally getting people to talk about your product, which, yeah. why why would you view that as a bad thing? Well, I think it does the opposite uh, once they start getting aggressive, because then it's like, man, they hate their fans. Why are yeah, they being absolutely. dicks? Why are they being dickheads to the people that support them? So yeah, I I I love the concept of fan films. I love everything about people being so passionate about about something that they want to make one of their very own. Isn't that Michael Myers versus the Ghostbusters crap? Yeah, that thing is uh, is not good. But uh, but I also. I mean, no one's ever going to confuse a fan film for a real, actual entry into, you know, a series. So, um, I, I don't get the aggressive, like, we got to shut this shit down because people are, there's going to be confusion in the marketplace. I mean, I, I know they're doing it just to protect their their intellectual property because if it comes out and it sucks, then people are going to be like, man, did you see that sucky Star Trek movie? Like they were basically in pajamas. It was basically commander Scott in a onesie, uh, which I would <laughs> pay watch. money for that. I would watch that. Yeah. Uh, uh, a yeah. thousand percent. Um, and so, you know, it, it it's, a, it's a tricky line, and all of them have that little screen in the front that's like, this is a not-for-profit fan film, which doesn't matter, because even if you don't make money off of it, it's still copyright and trademark infringement, so it doesn't really matter. But they put that in there so that they feel better about themselves. Uh, 
but there are really, really good ones. There are really, really bad ones because sometimes, you know, people don't know what they're doing and there's a reason why they're not filmmakers. It's just, you know, that's how it goes. But, uh, I would love to see, um, I would love to see it because I haven't seen a, if anybody knows of one, I have not seen one, a good, uh, alien fan film. That would be tight. I think that would be really fun. Or let's see, what's another good one? I'm trying to think of like other properties, like franchises that would make for a really good fan film that I'd like to see, see someone tackle. You know, an off the wall one that would be fun. What's that? If it was done well, Dick Tracy. Oh yeah, a, a genuinely fun, like interesting kind of Dick Tracy. Uh, Big crazy thing. I'd also like to see a good Scream fan film. Yeah, that would be good. Because Scream is is fun. I would love to see um, uh, somebody do a No Holds Barred sequel fan film. <laughs> I think, Over the top? Yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. Give me some of that shit. Um, that would be wonderful. I'm glad no one has done a Back to the Future. Like, just like there should not be sequels. Um, I mean, there's been plenty of like Star Wars ones. Yeah, that one's like the best one. I think is that Darth Maul Apprentice one. But oh, I thought you were going to um, say, uh, Star oh Wars, yeah, Star Wars Kid. Star Wars Kid was pretty legit. Or uh, <laughs> what was it, Stormtroopers Cops or yeah, Cops yes. Tatooine or whatever? That was fucking sweet. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I respect the passion as I, I can say this and I'm trying not to sound like a pretentious douche when I say this, but as someone who knows firsthand the amount of, of work and heart that goes into making a fan film and the passion that you have to have to even decide that you want to make one, like I have nothing but respect for people that make them, even the bad ones. Uh, and it, kind of in some fandoms makes up for the the turd fans that uh, that go online and, and talk uh from their from behind their keyboard because uh why why is there no life aquatic fan film i want it amazing i want it. Yeah. Or hmm. I'm trying to think of another good property like, that yeah. we a, haven't. There's a really good one um, from Disney's The Haunted Mansion. Uh, really? From the ride, and it's actually like it's the story of these these friends go to ride the haunted mansion and like one of them like they it's a boyfriend girlfriend and their friend and the boyfriend and girlfriend like one of them like they they get engaged and they ride the haunted mansion ride and then like no one else is riding the ride with them all of a sudden and they run into a ghost it's really really good 
Um, you can, if you look at, if you YouTube haunted mansion fan film, it's, it's on there. It's awesome. Um, but like, so like that stuff, like outside of the box stuff, like they, they made a fan film based on a Disney world ride, which is pretty freaking cool. Um, so yeah, like there's the, usually when there's something like that, like the creativity just to decide, Hey, we're going to do a haunted mansion fan film. Like that takes a lot of creativity. You yeah. know, it's going to be pretty good. And it's, it's only like 10 minutes. It's really worth watching because it's actually kind of creepy at some parts, especially if you've ridden the ride and you know, like, you know what to look for. Like, you know how the ride goes. It's pretty fun. Actually, uh, there are a couple really good um, Legend of Zelda fan films on YouTube, too. There's a good one about the the Skull Kid from Majora's Mask. Okay. It's only like five minutes long, and it's entirely CG, and it looks fucking amazing. That's pretty awesome. So that begs the question. Yes. What's the talk nerdy to me fan film? Like, what are we going to make into a fan film now? Hmm. Uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Freddy vs. Jason. So I can play the uh, stoner kid. Hey. <laughs> you can play the uh, uh, what is it? Um, not Jason Muse. Yeah. Bert Gummer from Tremors, and I'm like shooting shit with like elephant guns left ah. and right. Why not? Oh hell yeah! Let's just do a Tremors fan film. Yeah, why not? Why, why have we not done this? I mean, it can't be any worse than the last fucking one. When what was it? Uh, one of them that went back in time to like the old west. It was like Tombstone, but with Tremors. Like what the fuck? Yeah, that was like the fourth one. They've had two since then. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, Jamie wasn't Jamie Kennedy in a couple of them. Like what the fuck? Oh. He is the kiss of death to your franchise. <laughs> the only Human, Henry Winkler. Oh, well, yeah, you know, it was, uh, well, wait, because they don't kill him off in, in any of the Scream movies, do they? Uh, Yeah, he gets killed in the second one, doesn't he? Okay. For some reason, I thought, I thought he ended up living, but I guess not. I thought he died in the second one. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Probably right. It's been It's been a bit since I've seen Scream 2. Pretty sure that he he does die in in this. I think he, yeah, he isn't he the one that like he gets abducted in the van and killed. That's just uh, that's like the camera guy. I don't know. I don't know my scream as well as I should. Somewhere out there, pee pants gritting is like yelling into his uh... <laughs> fucking pee pants. <laughs> He's like, you idiots! You idiots! He was killed off in the second movie. Ah! So yeah, he's like, you idiots! He's dead! I'm telling you! We can't hear you, P-Pants. Stop yelling. And that would require him to listen to the show. That's true. He doesn't do that. That's true. Because... Just let's get way off topic. Who have we given shout-outs to, like, the most that does not even listen to the show? Um... That's a good question. Like, who do we shout out that really doesn't listen? 
Probably, probably. Oh, Ron, we, Scott. Every time Co Ron's not on the show, we give him a shout out, and he never listens. So that's true. Uh, Scott. Actually, I listened to one of the shows. I listened to one of the more recent ones that I wasn't on today at work. I don't believe you. <laughs> it happened. You have been listening to Clack uh, because you've been bringing up stuff to me. Like you'll text me and you'd be like, "Man." What happened to us? Because that one episode we did, when you mentioned, you were like, that one was really funny. And I'm like, no, what yeah. the fuck we're up to now, though? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't know either. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know. <laughs> this shit just will not end. Struggling. Yeah, it will not end. Um, yeah, no, uh, maybe Commander Scott, because he used to listen, but I don't think he does anymore. Fuck you, Scott. Wow, harsh. Uh, you know what, though? Uh, let's all just be glad that he bottomed out last week in Fantasy Movie League because now I'm going to cruise to victory. <laughs> and if I do well enough again this week, I can take the last week off and still win. I have a possibility of coming in third now. Look at you, because I'm a whoop that ass. Dead last, no matter what I do, so it's fine. No, I mean, if, if, if certain people keep uh, crapping the bed and laying in it, uh, you might be able to, to climb out. <laughs> I mean, because some people are just, they are just shitting the bed and laying in it. So, who knows, man? We've got two weeks to go. we got this week and next week, so who knows what will happen. But uh, I think we can all agree I'm going to win. I don't know. I'm just kissing ass now. <laughs> hey, if you're nice to me, I will I, I will let you in on some of my strategy. That's all I'm saying. I can be bought. Okay. <laughs> I've because uh, I, I feel like my strategy is I just unsure thing, and then I, I try and pick a sleeper, and then that's it. That's basically my strategy. It's not a bad strategy. Like this week, I was just looking. I was like, oh, like Ford versus Ferrari looks awesome. I bet that's going to win. And then I was like, oh, Parasite's out. And I hear it's really, really good. So let's do that like nine times. So. Uh, see, like, I, uh, I, I look way too deep into it because, like, I've already set a preliminary lineup. I set that today. And then... Friday, about an hour before it closes, I will look up Thursday preview numbers, and then once I see the preview numbers, I'll compare them to what the projections were to see what is like way over or way under based on how much it costs, and then I will completely reset my lineup about an hour before it closes. Like too much like fantasy football. I just, I just, <laughs> I go with my gut. That's probably why I lose. This has taken over uh, fantasy wrestling for me because, as you know, I told you, I'm not really into wrestling right now. So uh, I'm on a cooled off period. So now I'm like all in on fantasy movie. And so now I'm like deep diving into everything. And I'm like, divide. Like I have, I have pages where I've like divided uh, the cost of the movie over projections and what that ends up being like. Uh, you know, cost per million, and then I'll go and I'll I'll load up my um, my Cineplex based on that. I will I will go ahead and tell you that uh, I've never ever seen a perfect Cineplex with f- more than five different movies. Oh no! Like, like when I hit the perfect always, Cineplex, I had two movies. Yeah, it's always like 
three or four at most will be your best. Usually it's, it's two or three. Uh, and you'll hit like one of them. It, a couple of weeks ago, it was uh, that Harriet. It was just all of them, like all eight, eight screens. Eight yeah. screens were the same movie, and I, I almost had that. Oh, I was so close, one screen away. That's okay. Almost, almost had it two weeks ago. Definitely had it last week. So, it's an art, man. If you can, it, like, I it just the problem is like now that I'm super into it, like. I'm in way over my head with it. So now I'm just like, I've got math and shit. Like it's, it's become way more involved than I thought it was based on the 30 second trailer before going to see a movie when they're like, just join fantasy movie league. It's, it's just like fantasy football, but with movies. And I'm like, I can probably, you know, at least do okay with that. Now I'm like doing long division and shit. Like who would have thought it's just, it's super complicated now. But too much. Here we are. Like basically, I sit down and take a shit, and if I remember, I ah, make my picks. <laughs> the app reminds you like every day. Oh yeah. Even after the notification off, it reminds you. Like it reminds you Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. <laughs> yeah, I think I just turned off the notifications. I don't get anything anymore. Oh, that, that, that's the problem. Probably. Yeah, that's okay. It happens. But, you know, now that we've talked about the best and worst parts of fandoms, you've got my victory lap speech that I'll hopefully get to repeat next week. Because imagine, imagine if I got three perfects. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna speculate on that because that's like I'm already getting hard thinking about it. So I'm just not even gonna talk about it. I'm just not even gonna tease myself with that. Our, uh, our love and out of love of pro wrestling. I think. Uh, I think we're about close to the end of this one, guys. So, for the most part, yeah. Um, as we as we get close to the end of the show, don't forget you can. Uh, I'm, I'm, we'll post another link to our tip, our, our just the tip club, where you can get exclusive access to over 200 episodes in our archives, uh, including interviews with Ray Parker Jr. and um, Robert England and. The, the special haunted ween Halloween episode that we did and just all the really fun stuff that we've done over the past four years in our archive. You can get access to that. Uh, you can hear the, uh, the, uh, AVN award winning episode beer for my Koran, um, which is, <laughs> which is one of the best episodes of any podcast I've ever heard in my life. And I'm not just saying that because I was on it. Um, but, yeah, well worth it for as little as a one-time $1 donation to the to the show, which is a hell of a deal. You get like 150-something hours of content for as little as a buck, which is just crazy. Um, and uh, don't forget that you can come see us, not this weekend, but next weekend in uh, historic downtown Louisville. Oh. Oh, oh, 
okay, how about um, how about gritty crime scene Louisville? Uh, you, you know the line better, I like. Better. It's a great place to live if you're a chalk outline. Louisville, Kentucky, uh, for uh, GalaxyCon, formerly Louisville SuperCon, where they had a couple cancellations today, but uh, they're working on rebooking some people. Uh, but Dave Batista is going to be there and uh, a bunch of other people. Arn fucking Anderson. Oh, is he? Did they announce Arn Anderson? A while ago. That's awesome. You can have him talk to you about how he hates Daniel Tosh. Really? Arn Anderson and Daniel Tosh are in, like, the fucking feud of the year right now. Like, what about? What started it? Uh... Uh, Tosh has called Arn out a few times, like on the show, and Arn finally responded to him. He posted a hilarious video. It's pretty, pretty good. Um, oh, well, I'm looking up. Uh, I'm looking up the uh, the guest list so we can. Uh, I can. I can be. I can sound informed about who is going to be there. Who's this? Who are all of, look at all of these people. Jerry the King and Waller. I bet you, I'm going to ask him how much it would cost to have him uh, pile drive Koran through the table. <laughs> It'll be 70 year old Lawler can't pick my fat ass up. That's probably true. I mean, he'll give it his best shot, but by God, it's going to be interesting. Uh, they announced Ryan Hurst. Uh, we all know and love Ryan Hurst uh, from Sons of Anarchy and uh, Bates Motel, Koran. Um, sure is on that show I stopped watching. Yeah. What season did you make it to? Uh, most of the way through three. Yeah, that's, that's about right. Uh, Starburns from Community is going to be there, which is pretty sweet. Uh, Rick Flair, Nature Boy, Rick Flair, uh, Mick Foley, Christian, Ricky Steamboat, Arn Anderson, Dave Batista. How can you say no to all of those people? Uh, Peter Robbins, the original voice of Charlie Brown. Dana Snyder, the voice of Master Shake. To be honest, I'm kind of surprised the original voice of Charlie Brown is still alive. Yeah. And we'll be signing autographs for you. Christopher Eccleston, the ninth doctor from Doctor Who. Uh, Carrie Elways and Amy Yasbeck. Uh, from Robin Hood Men in Tights will be there. So, I mean... I wonder if Carrie Elways is going to have his own tent again. Probably. Oh, and I'm sorry, Carrie Elways from Psych? <laughs> I'm not giving him the, uh, uh... I'm not giving him the satisfaction. Christy Swanson from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Billy Zane from The Phantom... Austin St. John, the OG Red Ranger. J. Michael Strekzinski, uh, script supervisor for the real Ghostbusters, is going to be there. I mean, 
that's a ton of people. And that's not even half of the, I mean, that's not even counting the Star Trek people because um, George Takai is going to be there, which is pretty sweet. Um, Wallace Shawn from Princess Bride. I mean, there's like a who's freaking who. And that's that's not even including any of the artists. Um, uh, you ready for this? I don't even I don't even know if I want to tell you guys this because you might you might go to the uh, the venue and line up right now. Uh, Bob West, the voice of Barney the Dinosaur, and Dow Knight, the original Baby Bob. Will be at GalaxyCon. Oh, fucking random! I cannot make this up. So uh, you know, weekend passes are cheap. Saturday passes are only thirty-five bucks. So I mean, it—it's for all of those people. Mick Foley, all of these people, plus more that we haven't even gotten to, are going to be there. I mean, it—it's an incredible value. So we'll be broadcasting live. We'll be doing some live videos while we're there. We'll be hanging out. Um, it'll be a pretty damn good time. So you can come see us. We'll have uh, coasters and stickers and a bunch of other stuff to give out. It'll be a great time. So come see us at the Louisville Galaxy Con, formerly Louisville Supercon. And... Um, yeah, I think that's good. That that might that might be our last convention appearance for the year until we literally take over Vet City Con next year, but we're we'll get to that. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, like we are going to take over Vet City Con, but that that'll be in January. We'll get to that later. Until then, uh we'll we'll see everybody in a couple weeks at uh, Louisville at GalaxyCon Louisville, but before we get there, we will see everybody next week right here on all of your favorite podcast platforms on Talk Nerdy to Me. <laughs>